Hey guys, how y'all doing? My name is Phone Jones, aka PJ, and welcome to Just Another Girl from Brooklyn. And why I decided to name my podcast Just Another Girl from Brooklyn, because that's where I am. I'm from Brooklyn. I am just another girl from Brooklyn. Um, you know, my hometown is New York City. I also lived in Queens. Uh, my husband is from Queens. So you know, New York City, I call it my playground. When I lived there, I used to just visit different areas of New York City. Um, oh my God, I've seen it transition from, you know, from the 80s until now. And let me tell you, it's really a sight to see. Um, you know, I'm from the area of Bedford-Stuyvesant. You know, live of Bedford Stuyvesant, the live is one. You know, I'm from Bed Star. We call it Bed Star, do or die. And um, so I'm from that area. You know what I'm saying? So I love Brooklyn. I do. But there's certain parts of Brooklyn that I didn't like before. You know, but we'll get into that at another episode. But right now, I just want to come through and introduce myself and just give you a little bit of insight of what this podcast is going to be about and i may throw a topic in here or two i'm not sure let's see how we go how it goes so you know um basically like i said i'm going to be talking about things about you know new york city how i grew up where i grew up you know um the community that i lived in you get what i'm saying because i'm not only from just Bedford Stuyvesant. I lived in the longest, but I lived in Bushwick. I lived in Fort Greene. So I have some ideas. I have experience with Brooklyn and, and, and all, you know. And I have some experience, experience with Jamaica, Queens as well. Because I used to live there. Um, I did live a little bit of time in the Bronx. Well, that's, that's a whole different story that I will share with you at another time. But I just feel like everything is changing in Brooklyn right now you know it's been changing but you can actually see the changes you know when I live there um because I I live in Florida now but my family is still there my older children are still in New York City you know they're up there my grandkids are there um and no I'm not that old (laughs) if you're wondering but you know, it, it, it is what it is. And I, I moved from New York City because it got a little bit too expensive. Um, for us, it got really expensive. And so we wanted to live somewhere where it was just kind of, you know, laid back for a moment and then, you know, let us live off our money, you know, a little bit. Because in New York City, you get the good jobs, but you got to pay so much in rent. You get what I'm saying? You got to pay a lot of rent. And it's just different, you know, like in the 80s, you know, I was in like, you know, growing up, I would see different things, different people, you know, Manhattan, a lot of starving artists used to live there. You know, they used to rent out loft apartments. It'll be probably about six people living in this, this big loft, but they all contributing to the rent and they all trying to make it. And they say that if you can make it in New York City, you can make it anywhere, which is true. You know what I'm saying? You can really adjust to any place else if you live in New York City. I just think that if you live somewhere else and come to New York City, it is a very hard adjustment for those people. Um, you know, so in the 80s, things were simpler. You know, 
things wasn't so on demand. We didn't have the social media that we have now. Um, kids were kids. Kids were kids. Adults were adults. Yes, there were crime. There was a whole bunch of stuff that was going on. But it just seemed like in the community where I lived, everyone looked out for each other. Everybody knew each other. You hear what I'm saying? So at one point, at one point in my life, people were scared to come to Brooklyn. Oh, did they hear you from Brooklyn? Were well, you from Brooklyn? Nah, I'm, I'm not. I'm good. I'm not going over there. What you mean? <laughs> you know? Yes, Brooklyn had a reputation, but but now everybody wants to be from Brooklyn. Everybody wants to visit Brooklyn. Hell, everybody wants to live in Brooklyn. You get what I'm saying? As it gets, as it as it's building up. People want to be there. But when it was just a community, when it wasn't at its best, everybody was trying to break out and leave. Nobody wanted to be there. You know? I was always there. I stayed in New York City all my life until I started having children. And I think when I left New York City, my youngest at the time, he was about four years old when I left. No, he was about three, three or four when I left New York City. And then as I came back to visit, it was just, you know, changes here, changes there. You know, way before I left, Albee Square Mall was gone. Uh, We still had Kings Plaza. As far as I know, we still do got Kings Plaza um, Mall. Um, You know, back in the day around Easter time, you know, you go to church with your family. You come home, you get dressed and see your little street, nice street clothes your Easter gear and you go to Coney Island you go out there and get on the rise you have fun with your friends you know that's the era I'm from you get what I'm saying the 90s was the shit you know it was that era was just the best era of my life the 90s and the early 2000s that was the best era of my life I'm telling you I loved it then I'm going to always love New York City. I'm going to always love Brooklyn. I'm going to always love Queens. I love every part of New York City. That's that's my playground. But it's just hard for me to see the changes. And they're not bad changes. Don't get me wrong. Change is good. But it's, it's taken away from my childhood. You know, because some of the, the stores that I used to go shop, they're no longer there. Some of the stores that I used to go get my little, you know, woke up in there and go get my heroes from, they not there anymore. It's like, Dad, you know, what's going on? You know, the Chinese restaurant where I always went to go get my four chicken wings chopped with french fries, with ketchup and mambo sauce, that's gone. You know, so they, they taking away my childhood, and I don't like that. You know, change is good. But when it becomes, when it's, when it's affecting your life and you're trying to adjust to it because it's like, okay, what? why am I here besides visiting my family? When it becomes that you feel like you are a, how can I say it? When you feel like you are a visitor, you know, like a tourist in your own neighborhood, your own place where you go back, it makes you feel type kind of different. You know what I'm saying? That, 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 is that a pain? But there's something in your heart that hits different. You get what I'm saying? So it's really, 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 really different for me. Every year that I go back, I see something different. Every year, I'm like, okay, this wasn't here last time. Now, we were, we, I just left from New York City in October. No, November. We went up in October and left in early November. And my husband, he didn't go back. It's been like, that was his first time going back, like I think seven, eight years, 10 years. 
and he was just like, wow, I don't even recognize this place. Now, Jamaica, Queens, is nothing really is changing dramatically or drastically how Brooklyn is, but it's coming. It's coming. They starting. They starting down Sufton Boulevard with the nice, um, with the hotels, and they starting with the tall apartment buildings. So they they coming over. Now I don't think it's gonna go all the way through into the residential areas because the people that own their homes they got that on lock. They not gonna. <laughs> they not gonna let that happen. So some of Queens is gonna always be Queens. You get what I'm saying? I know that on on Sunrise Highway the movie theater is gone. Um, I'm not sure if they still do the little, uh, the fair that was in the back, the, the flea market. I'm not sure if they still doing that, but I know Green Acres Mall is still there. So I, I, I know my city. I know New York City. I love it, but it just that sometimes it feels awkward to me because so much of my childhood is gone. It's like, oh man, you know, and I tell my kids about it. You know, this used to be here. We used to do this. We used to do that. It is what it is. I lived through the, the 80s. The 80s was really rough for everybody. You know, I lived through, um, I've seen the crack come through the neighborhoods and just take tear apart people. I've seen that. I've seen when AIDS hit, how it affected people's lives. How now that, because people were on drugs and it was shooting up, now you had to deal with, you know, they, they had AIDS and they didn't understand why. But when you know they had, they were shooting up, that's how they caught it. Uh, it, it just, you've seen so many people's lives change and your life change. But you were like, oh my God, I never knew. You know, this is like weird to me. Because one day they, they looking flawed and the next minute they're looking like they're on death's bed or they cracked out. You know, and then I've also been through where, you know, you when AIDS came, people thought it was like a plague. Nobody wanted to, you know, they find out you had it. Nobody wanted to touch your hand or talk to you or sit next to you you know they had to get school they had to get knowledge about it and the type of work that I got was getting into nursing I had to learn it too I had I took so many OSHA classes it's not it's ridiculous because I'm like I'm not going to sit here and, and and not help when I can help but I have to educate myself first so I educated myself on how to treat HIV and AIDS patients and make them feel comfortable because they could never keep anyone a home visit. You know, when they when you do home visits, nobody wanted to like stay there for a long time and even talk to them to find out how they're doing. They just want to know did you take your medicine? Did you do this? And they bounce. No, I was that one that sat there and had a conversation with them. You had your coffee, I had my tea, we were good. We talked. I found out what was going on with you. And then I had to write that down in my book and take it to my office. So I did what I had to do. You have to get schooled on these things. And I'm glad things are better now where everyone is getting, has the knowledge and know how to treat that. Because back then, oh my God, it was crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. Another thing that was happening in the 80s was, you know, the LGBTQ community. But back then, it was just the LB, you know, the LBGT community. I want to make sure I had it right. And they used to get terrorized. You know, they would be in the village. The village was their home. The village where they were comfortable. That was their spot. And that's where they had all their bars and their, their coffee shops. And they lived there. It was a really nice place. When you when you went to West 4th Street and you visit the village and you walked around the village, you feel at ease. You don't feel like anyone's going to attack you. But... People, the outsiders, I'm going to say that, came and started attacking them and, you know, 
um, bothering them and you know they had their own things but they didn't like but you come into their territory and you're bothering them so why don't you go back to where you were at because you don't belong over here anyway leave them alone they went through a whole lot and I'm glad now that it's not like that anymore for them I'm glad so like I said I've seen who your change I've seen the changes I've seen you know different errors come through and I'm glad that I could talk to my kids about it so that's you know that's why I'm saying I'm just another girl from Brooklyn I should have said I'm just another girl from New York City but you know like I said Brooklyn is my specialty I love Brooklyn and now that Dumbo area is all nice and fixed up. Uh, that's my new hideout spot. Now before Dumbo, the promenade, Brooklyn Heights was my hideout spot. I would just take the bus, you know, and go over there and just sit out there for hours and just, you know, take it all in. I just like to be around places with water. You know, and I'm a cancer, so I, I love the beach. I like to sit around and just think because when you're around water and peace, you are still, your mind is opening and you're just taking it in and you just, ideas come to you like, like, like this. Ideas just start coming to you. So, with that, it's good. Now, another thing that's going on, um, I want to talk about real quick and then I'm going to go because I don't want to hold you guys up. But, I want to talk about this. This whole thing. Now, like I said, we're not going to do religion or politics because that's not my thing. But I got to speak on this right here. I got to speak on, you know, with the, with, you know, with the with the abortion laws and stuff going on. My thing is this. I just feel like a man can, should not be able to tell a woman what to do with her body. You cannot do Who gave them the, the power to do that? You can't tell a woman what to do with her body. So if a woman is raped, you mean to tell me you're gonna deny her to get rid of that child because you feel that she can carry the baby or whatever how you feel that you're gonna stop her from getting rid of that child? No one wants to have a rapist baby. Nobody wants to do that. No one wants to do that. Okay, no one wants to have a baby by a rapist. Okay, that's just to me, it's <laughs> if anything, that shouldn't even have been, you know, one of you, you should at least keep that in the law. If you are raped, you have every right to get rid of it. Who wants to have a baby by a rapist? I know I wouldn't, I just wouldn't. But my thing is this when I was, you know, <laughs> when I was on my fifth kid, because I have, you know, I have six. And um, I went to the doctor and I was like, you know, I'm going to get my tubes tied. And he was telling me, well, you know, your husband have to sign. Why does my husband have to sign for me to get my tubes tied? Why? Um, this is not his body. If I spoke to him about it and he's good with it, then why are you telling me that I need his signature? I don't need nothing. I don't need his signature. You know, it's just, it's just too much. And that's why I just don't like to get into politics religion and all that stuff because I get very very passionate and I and I can go on for days so you know I just want to talk about that another thing I want to speak about real quick is you know when people say keep it real right you keep it real with them doesn't matter what it is they get mad so why say keep it real you get what I'm saying it's like why say keep it real when you get mad and then okay then you think well maybe I shouldn't keep it real you know what I'm saying? It just, what are we doing here? 
You get what I'm saying? So that's all I want to do right now. So I will come back with more topics. I'll, it might be a weekly thing for me. So I will talk to you guys next time. I hope you all enjoy this podcast for, for what it is right now. And just keep your ear out for more. And I will talk to you guys later. Have a great day. And I will see you around. Bye.